egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network I couldn't be more excited, I must say Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes, that is right. Welcome, everybody, to the Steve Martin and Martin Short and, of course, Brandy Carlisle SNL Hot Take Show here on the Saturday Night Network. So excited to be with you tonight on what I consider a momentous occasion, having the legendary Steve Martin and, let's not forget, Martin Short also hosting the show tonight. <laughs> just the slightly Saturday, less legendary. The slightly less legendary, but just still as legendary. Very fun to have uh, to have them there together. So excited to get to talk about this. The 16th time for Steve, the fourth time for Marty. And we're here with two amazing panelists and all of you in the chat who decide to stay up late with us on this very fun evening. So cannot wait to get into all the sketches tonight. But introducing first, it is Kaylee Morrison. Kaylee, how are you? I am great. I'm so excited to be here. Legendary legends. Oprah's Legends Ball tonight, really, of SNL. <laughs> 100%. Yes, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, I mean, uh, speaking of legends, got to bring this guy in for this big show. It is Andrew wow. Dick. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so glad to finally be here for this. I mean, you know, don't want to peer behind the curtain, but we were kind of waiting for this one. And so now, we, and now we're finally here uh, doing it. And... Uh, I think, you know, with all the lead up to it, I, I feel like it, it, it mostly succeeded. So happy to discuss this one. For sure. Yeah. I mean, this is something that uh, it, it was like kind of rumored around that this was going to be happening at some point in the fall. And I'm so glad that it finally did. So we're going to get into that a lot more on the roundtable this week. Talk about, you know, the history of Steve Martin on the show and Marty Short and all that stuff. Really dive deep into the, why this episode is an important episode in terms of the history of SNL. But for tonight, we are here to break down all of the sketches that we saw this evening. But first, let's start with the hot takes or headlines from the evening so overall thoughts kaylee over to you these guys know how to do tv that they, <laughs> they just know how to do it they know what they're doing it, it showed all, all all throughout the night they know how to do tv oh yeah they're for sure pros andrew what about you any hot takes from the night uh, well, you know, okay, the last time I was on the show uh, was the hot takes, or no, sorry, uh, the the point counterpoint with TJ, uh, yeah. just a couple the weeks ago. The last, like, you know, real big show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, you know, I had said I'd only really enjoyed one episode out of the sample size of six that we had. And now here I am, you know, a couple weeks later, I enjoyed the Kiki Palmer episode quite a bit. And I enjoyed this one. So, hey, two back-to-back -back SNL episodes that I enjoyed from this season. And so I'm hoping that we are finding our groove uh, for, for this season. And that is my hot take is I, I feel like we're, we're kind of we're kind of hitting uh, some good stuff. Yeah, I'm feeling groovy tonight, too. And I really felt <laughs> that, you know. I think this, here's my hot take for the night as I was watching the episode and watching these sketches. 
so Kaylee said that they are pros. They are perfect for television. I really feel like, you know, when you watch Steve and Marty together, the chemistry between the two of them just radiates off the screen. We'll get to the monologue in just a few minutes. But, you know, the, the chemistry between those two is so strong that mm. I wonder if the episode was a lot better because they were hosting together. And had you taken this exact episode and had just Steve Martin or just Martin Short, I don't think it works as well. But when you have these two, this pairing between the two of them and they're clicking so much in these sketches because they're just so used to performing together, it's like this magical pairing that we don't get to see every week on the show. And then that, I think yeah. that elevated a ton of sketches tonight. Yeah, I mean, strangely, I would say that the back half is where it falls off for me. And that's where we we have them separated. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a bad point. Okay. I completely well, agree with both of you on that. I, I, I think, yeah, they, they just sparkled. There was a spark between them, and you can tell they're friends. They've known each other forever, and it just was magic to watch them together. Yeah, and I would argue that this is a good reason for more duos to host SNL yes. together, especially mm. ones with chemistry, because I think that especially in an era where the cast has been around for so long, we've seen a lot of the same beats. It is very refreshing to get a duo coming in together who has that chemistry and adding something new to the mix. So I'd love to talk about that more throughout the week, but let's get into the sketches that we saw tonight. And here we go. We get our cold open for the evening and SNL titled this the blocking it out for Christmas cold open where we open up on Cecily Strong, Bone Yang, and Keenan Thompson singing songs about hiding your anxieties away as it is December, oh, Christmas is mm. coming up. Sarah and Ego come in and join them. We get Devin coming in as a Grubhub guy as well at some point and they all sing about you know delaying all of their stresses into January, into the new year. <laughs> and it finally wraps up with Mikey Day as Santa and then of course we get our live from New York from Cecily Strong. I will say 900th SNL sketch for Cecily Strong which is wow. a pretty big number, you know, creeping Ooh, up there towards a wow. thousand. Only three people Oof. have ever hit 900. So we got uh, Keenan Thompson, Phil Hartman, and Cecily Strong. So congrats wow. to Cecily on that. Wow. Yeah, very impressive. But uh, Kaylee, how do you feel about the cold open that we saw tonight? I thought the cold open was fine. I, I, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but um, I was thinking about this earlier. I, I, just like comedy in general, I'm kind of cool if like, you know, I know anxiety is a lot of our experience. It's definitely mine. I'm kind of cool if we like kind of put a pin in anxiety humor for a while. Like I thought it was fine. I, read, I related to it. Um, but I feel like it's, there's so many jokes about our anxieties and again, it resonates, but uh, I feel like it's like a trend. I almost think it's time to like find another or a new trend. Fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah, what do you okay. think? I, I thought this was mostly fine to see now my experience, and I feel like it's popping up in chat a little bit. Uh, now, I am on the East Coast, but I don't have television. I don't have, you know, like live TV uh, fed into my television. So I, I watch actually the uh, show through a thing called Puffer, which is, I believe, a Stanford uh thing that it was like a student project and they left it up and you can just watch the west coast feed of all the major networks and it was like it, it basically just supposed to be set up to you know uh, figure out streaming numbers and stuff and it's still there and i started like the show started and i was like why is everything wildly out of sync right now like is this just me 
like what what's happening and like so i i went into you know a frenzy because of like i'm, I'm not just watching this one i'm you know i have a show to do you know it's like i have to like yeah. understand what's happening right now and uh i eventually learned that other people were having this this problem as well i think you know people in the central time zone to uh you know uh the the west coast were having this problem and yeah okay so yeah rabbit ears uh so live live audio sync issues uh which was pretty shocking uh i feel it's been a while since something like that has happened um so i i couldn't really parse this as much as i wanted to uh, but it seemed cute. I will give it credit for just, you know, just letting go of any political cold open. Just I didn't want to drudge through that. So at least it 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 did that of like, OK, let's just do something fun and run through that. It, it was a song, you know, a song and all that stuff. And as Kaylee said, you know, the whole anxiety uh, stuff has been really kind of we've we've hit that button way too many times but it seemed fun from what i can tell with a like five second delay of what was going on so uh it's, uh, i guess i like i feel like i can barely comment on it because i was in like crisis mode of like is this <laughs> happening to anybody else is this just me is this just the internet is this puffer What's happening? Yeah, it seems like a lot of people had a similar problem. But yeah, uh, for me with this cold open, like, I don't know if it was like, I had a weird experience with it where I felt that the concept, the execution was better than the concept, like, mm. which is not something you usually see. Like, I, I felt like, the, yeah, the idea was like, so okay. But then like watching it, it was better than I thought it would be. So no, like, I, was, was I will say this. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that is what we're kind of hitting on with the season as it goes along is that I feel like the execution of a lot of things are a lot better than they are uh, on page. And that's what I'm kind of finding is that the performances yeah. will put things over than the written word. And so uh this cold open might be another notch in that belt yeah and i think it's hard to do on purpose but it's just that like I, I think this is the result of whatever chemistry is working at the show but i i think things like i like Andrew, I, I agree that this has definitely been the best run of the season so far and mm. uh so some interesting points so uh cold open written by colin joe's ken Siplett and allison gates tonight cut from okay. dress uh was also a few different people in this cold open Punky oh. Johnson, who was supposed to come in and play Brittany Griner, talking about how it took her 10 mm. months to be free from prison. Uh, Chloe Feynman was supposed to come in as Britney Spears for a line about free Britney. And Andrew Dismukes was supposed to come in uh, to sing a, a line about uh, Hunter Biden. And then the music was no. going to stop and he's asked to leave. So they actually... Uh, these all seem like yeah. fine cuts to me. Yeah. Right. So here's the interesting thing that I think also works for this, which is I don't want to see people necessarily cut from the show in certain instances, but cutting down this cold open significantly, mm -hmm. that's a positive thing. So I'm yeah. okay with that. No doubt. Yeah. 
yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll break that down more throughout the week. But uh, let's talk about what we're all here for, where the monologue and income, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Steve Martin hosting for the sixteenth time, the first time since two thousand nine. Martin Short yeah. comes in for his fourth time. Former cast member hasn't hosted since twenty twelve, and they come out there and they're talking about all the times that they've hosted. We had some fun bits where they're going and flashing back to all the times and very long flashes for Steve, very short flashes for Marty, <laughs> and then. Uh, really cute photo of Steve with Mick Jagger and John Belushi and Danny mm -hmm. Aykroyd. So that was great. But then <laughs> they the... caught all the diseases then. <laughs> exactly. But then the uh, pièce de résistance, whatever it is, the 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 best part of the monologue was for me them writing each other's eulogies. Oh and yeah. And this was this was fantastic just to see. I love some of the lines here. I don't want to steal them from Andrew and Kaylee as they talk about their favorites. But when it comes back to me, I'll I'll find anything else that they didn't talk about. But I just there's so much here that I love. So, Andrew, what did you enjoy about tonight's monologue? Oh, Lord. Oh, well, this this really gets into, uh, you know, my not really taking notes for this hot take show. Uh, but so many, so many choice lines uh, when we finally roll into uh, the comedic heft of this this monologue and uh I, I, yeah it, it just so perfectly as as the monologues have been doing lately you know just establishes the energy between these two and the energy between these two is lifelong friends mostly at this point you know like uh, I, I I think the first time they're both on screen is, you know, the three amigos, but like, you know, uh, Steve has been part of that whole scene from the beginning. And, and so as, as Martin, you know, it's like, I feel like Martin short was another one where he was like, he could have been part of the original cast of either SNL or SCTV. Uh, but he was just kind of busy within those years. Uh, and then eventually joined SCTV. And then SNL uh, afterwards, but uh, yeah, no, I love this. It was it was it was brilliant. Um, just like it's it was a very kind roasting between friends, you know. Yeah, like yeah, just like it, it felt very familiar, or, or you know, not not familiar, but like in a family sense of like just roasting your friends. And uh, you know, it's like, what was it like? Steve just immediately coming out, like, wow, small turnout tonight, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like that stuff like that. Just like, uh, it was a roast in a very fun way, uh, between the both of them, and it, it worked 100% for me. Yeah, it was like a light heat, like it wasn't too too hot yeah. tonight. But they they did they did very good with this. And then uh, our friend Bill Kenny in the chat points out that this is something that they have done on their tour in the past. So I think it's fun that they brought this to the show as well for everybody else yeah. to see it. Mm. Kaylee, how did you feel about what you saw from the monologue tonight? I loved the monologue. I think I think it was so. Uh, perfect or close to perfect. Um, even the visuals of the little video montages of the hosting um, was just a great nostalgic moment. Uh, <laughs> I agree. The eulogies were amazing. I could watch these two jab each other all day, every day. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it, there's, it, it's like what Andrew was saying about like the thing between friends and like the friendly jabs. Um, and, and Steve Martin even talks about this. Um, I forget the 
source, but he talks about like, you know, there's laughter, like from a punchline where there's a rhythm and you know, the rhythm to laugh and there's laughing organically between you and your friends. And these two are able Mm. to marry those two things together when they're working together. Um, I love the line uh, about Steve saying, or was it Steve? Um, Talking about the Tesla. (laughs) Yeah. Well, those were Marty's last last words. (laughs) Like what? Autopilot engage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, uh, and then too, when when Marty said, um, "Oh shoot, what was it?" It went out of my head. Uh, oh, uh, like the classic SNL sketch, uh, "Dick in a Box." <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my favorite. And Marty's yeah. just like, "Oh, Steve!" Like, <laughs> the very forest. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, the um, seeing you in your casket reminds me of Dick in a Box. It was mm-hmm. really great. Absolutely love that. And also, uh, I really enjoyed the Steve line. Uh, you're only sexually active if batteries are in the house. That was another uh, but this was good. I could have watched this for so long. Mm. Absolutely love this why monologue. That's why they have a Broadway show, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah knocked it out of the park. Uh, my friend, and I'll say, I'll say this for fun. My friend, Rich Tackenberg, would say, what the hell was SNL thinking bringing out Selena Gomez for just a gratuitous hello only to kill the fact that she's in the building, no pun intended, and then ruin the surprise later on in the evening? Totally unnecessary. Like, there was no bit. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's fun for social media having the three of them standing there. I get that. But, like... Uh, yeah, just, I guess it does kind of ruin the reveal of the sketch that happens, like, an hour and a half later, in, in a <laughs> well, sense... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does feel unneeded of her like, hey, but you could do things with me anyway. Great show tonight. Yeah, but, mm. it was weird. It was. I, okay. I suspect that maybe there was more to that part that got cut down because yeah. even like her appearance in the in the final the father of the bride sketch like didn't really do much for me. Like it was yeah, like here she is, cool, yay, we get to see her again. But even that wasn't like a big you know exciting yeah i feel moment. like if they wanted to save the selena gomez cameo they should have hidden it because i feel most people were like expecting it that was right if any cameo was going to happen that's the expected one so to have her yeah. just come out and like, we're gonna have a great show and just like oh okay <laughs> Yeah, our friend Ellis is in the chat. He was also at dress rehearsal tonight, so I got some fun bits from him that we'll talk about. But Ellis says uh, when she came on for dress, she said she had no, they had no way to finish the monologue, so she was just going to be the one to take us to break. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, look. It's, it felt it, that way. Yeah, no Yeah, doubt. exactly. Yeah. Like, look, it, I'm not going <laughs> to, no, like, I'm not, not going to die in this hill. It's not that big of a deal, but I would just say, like, for a no. really good monologue, like, I'm going to nitpick that a little bit. But I, I will fight Rich on that. Yeah, for sure. And I'll also say, like, yeah, there could have been a way to incorporate um, incorporate Selena roasting Steve and Marty. I think we could have done that. She's clearly a very talented host that we saw in the mm. spring. So that would have been I feel fun. Like yeah, that would have been very fun. Yeah, if we were going to bring her out for the monologue, then that's that that would have been the route. But yeah. Okay, let's talk about the science room. And I feel like they only bring this out on big nights, but we have our fourth science room that we got first with Sam Rockwell, then with Adam Driver. Last year, a very famous the science room with Jason Sudeikis. And now mm. we have it with Steve Martin and Martin Short, where we get the return of Lonnie and Josh, played by Cecily and Mikey. And uh, two teachers here coming in, and we get all of the fun uh, bits between them where a lot of interesting wordplay and if you know me you know i like my wordplay so for me this was great we don't get recurring sketches in this era of the show and the fact that this is the one that they keep going back to on big nights works for me every single time i've never felt like this 
didn't yeah. feel fresh. So Kaylee, let me start with you on this one. How did you enjoy the science room tonight? I, I liked it. I completely agree with you, John. Um, every time I see it, it works for me. It's, I've never seen it flop. It's a good formula, which, you know, usually I don't want to use the word formula. It doesn't sound like a fun thing, but it works in this case. Um, the biggest laugh for me in this particular one, it's, it's always going to be Cecily in general, but also specifically when she mentions something sexual that her older sister tried to teach her. <laughs> and then that was great. That was hilarious in and of itself. But then when Marty said that, and by the way, your sister is absolutely right. That just <laughs> knocked me out. Oh, that was so good. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can't even get into it. But that that line, <laughs> that line threw me like I was just I was laughing so hard at that. Andrew, how did you feel about what you saw from the science room? Yeah, I mean, these are, as you said, very rare to have a reoccurring sketch uh, in this era of SNL. And they, they, you know, they they basically just trot this out once a year, uh, which is a good way to go about it. And I would say of the three, this is probably the least because having the two hosts there, I was I was hoping for some dynamic between Steve and Marty that that would have butted up, you know, against each other. Uh, but they're they're mostly like on the same page. And uh, I mean, I guess Marty does get a little bit more frustrated uh, than usual, you know, or he's the one that, that, that explodes. But uh, I, I do feel like there was a beat missed because we had two hosts within the sketch uh but that is all that aside uh these still kill for me i was laughing all the way through i i love how lived in both cecily and mikey's characters are uh like they they, they just nail it so hard and uh i i don't like i don't know what they're tapping into but even from the first with with the sam rockwell like they just know these characters and they are tapping into them like it's it's like you know just some something from the gods like they're so in character uh in a way that i don't see on snl very much and uh got a lot of good laughs a lot of good gags still still to be mined from this i mean we're still we're we're you know, five years out from the first time it appeared and four or five years. And uh, there's still gags to be mined from this whole situation. And so, uh, yeah, enjoyed it quite yeah, a bit. I, I do feel like the interesting idea of putting this in the episode is that the sketch is so strong that the main things you take away is the interplay between Mikey Day and Cecily Strong and their responses to the hosts in this sketch. So it's really more of a Mikey and Cecily sketch, and it's not really a Stephen Marty sketch. And okay. that's interesting to do that off the bat mm. when you're so excited to see the hosts. So, so I would say like that's it's it's a little bit of a caveat. But no, I, I feel like the, yep. the, the hosts have been so definitive in these sketches when you think of and actually I kind of forgot about the Jason Sudeikis one because yeah. I feel like Sam Rockwell and Adam Driver were so as locked in uh, so much that, you know, like Sam Rockwell dropped the F-bomb uh, because he was just so into character uh, that I feel like, you know. Marty and Steve were were not as locked in, but I, I agree. I, you know, yeah. 
But I, I actually agree with that. And I think uh, I think Jason was like very memorable for other reasons, which was like his blooper that we all got to see uh, that he made as well, where he called Lonnie the wrong name and then starts yelling. Uh, there's that's yeah, that's that's like a very famous thing that I'll always remember from season 47. But yeah, uh, look, I, I think I really like the sketch. I think the sketch works. I do think that this is, like I said, Cecily and Mikey to me are the highlights of this sketch. So in a night where I'm looking for Steve and Marty, it is an interesting thing. But maybe that's not such a bad thing, right? Like this is the one exception that I'm talking about where i could see chemistry working between cast members and the hosts in this case and i did enjoy this a lot so i i'm excited to see if this is ever going to happen again if this is the end for cecily or mikey this is probably it mm. and i would say that this could be my favorite recurring sketch from this era of the show where there's yeah. not many to choose from again very rare and yeah. uh, a good good selection for a reoccurring sketch yeah well very early in the night, in my opinion, which I, I can't remember a PDD short happening this early in the night, but I guess they love this one where we get, please don't destroy coming in for their go, go 11th. To, go, to, go to Kaylee. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, uh, PDD, we have our 11th Please Don't Destroy short called Chelsea, where they're, the boys are sitting in the office and John Higgins is talking about his ex, Chelsea. Do you remember my ex, Chelsea? And then Marty and Ben are just talking, not Marty Short, but Marty Hurley and Ben Marshall are talking about how much she sucks. And then they're just ripping her. And it turns out that John is dating her again. And she happens to be in the room. And then we get the bit of the sketch where people just keep popping in. So first, Sarah Sherman pops in. Then we hear, uh, no, they're really talking about Courtney, which is the other ex. Chloe pops in. Then we get some stenographer, which is sort of not really Steve Martin's wife. But Steve Martin pops in. Marty Short pops in and gets mad when they say that Steve is their favorite host. Che pops in. We, we rarely get Michael Che in any sketch. But here you go. He's in the sketch. Uh, then Hurley ends up getting fired and everybody leaves and in pops Sarah Sherman's real dad to kill Martin with a sword. This was really fun. Kaylee, how'd you feel about it? I like this one. I thought it had a really great build to it. Um, I will say when I, when it, I, when he first said Chelsea, the first few times I thought they were saying jealousy. I thought it was like some weird kind of like metaphor, like, oh, my ex-girlfriend jealousy. I'm like, that's a little on the nose, but <laughs> they were saying Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I thought it, it it had a great like build and escalation to it that just really worked all the way up. Uh, the visual of Michael Che being behind the door was just, <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. I, I guess I just love seeing Michael Che outside of the update desk. I love him on the update desk, but I'm always, the uh, someone being behind the door, I don't know why that was funny to me, but um, I, I liked it. I, I think it had a good build. Um, you know, I like Please Don't Destroy generally um this is uh one that i liked a little bit more than some of the others mm. uh so yeah i just uh steve martin uh that's my wife like the defensiveness and i knew as soon as i saw that i was like that has to be sarah sherman's real dad i just knew it <laughs> yeah he's a he's a scary he did great I mean, you don't want to yeah he him. was intimidating <laughs> mm. yeah um you know when when i heard that steve and marty were gonna be hosting tonight I said to myself, I was like, please don't destroy has to do something with them. Like, yeah. there's just no way that you can't. And it sort of reminds me of, you know, back in the day in 2006, 
one of the first digital shorts they started airing and you know we got lazy sunday and lettuce and like those are the first couple but then you know soon after we had one where steve martin was the host of the episode and back in season 31 and then he did this like two inches uh digital short where him and will forte were like talking like right up to each other's faces oh, and right. i'm i'm a huge will forte fan so i absolutely love that one and i kept thinking to myself i'm like how cool is that that like early in the days of the digital shorts that got steve martin in one and like I'm, I'm just excited for the Please Don't Destroy guys that they're able to get Steve Martin and Martin Short here, let alone the fact this was a really good pre-tape. Andrew, how do you feel about it? I'm of two minds of this, actually. Uh, I will agree that there, there was a good escalation, but also there wasn't enough time to sit in moments. Like, it, it was kind of working on, you know, the cringy humor if you want to put it in that that basket uh and so i i feel like the rapid fire uh pace of a, a pdd didn't quite work on the level of embarrassment that they were trying to put over and each beat but they are still very good at escalation and that is you know i i feel a thing that a lot of SNL writers still don't quite have yet is, is how to properly escalate. And so, yeah, as Kaylee said, Che just randomly being behind the door and then, you know, <laughs> just teaching the ABCs always be kind. <laughs> like, oh yeah. That, that, coming, <laughs> that okay. coming from Che is uh very good. And then, yeah, if that is indeed, uh, indeed Sarah's, uh, dad um the, the capper to it all where he he comes in with the the collapsible the collapsible uh baton uh ready to strike was was a hearty laugh at the very end but i felt like uh it, it felt at odds with itself like it, it wanted to live in these moments more but was still forced into the uh the high speed escalation of a please don't destroy sketch. And so it, it didn't really fully come together for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I really, I think I was very high on this. And every single week I've been getting something from Sarah Sherman that I've absolutely loved. I've been, you know, saying, I think she's the next star of this show. Yeah. And, you know, which isn't, which isn't a crazy hot take, but I just think that like, you know, we haven't had a star like her come around in a while. And I think the fact that we got potentially like her real dad in the show tonight was like another like thing that was fun. It's just like every episode we're getting something really fun from her. And I love that she's integrated mm. into this. Please. And like, I've, I'd, like I've said, like, I feel like her most dynamic performances are in, in the please don't destroy sketches. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, next up, we have a sketch called Holiday Train, written by Ken Zablett and Allison Gates. And this is a train where Cecily, a, a sketch on a train where Cecily, Keenan, Steve, and Marty are all sitting together at a booth <laughs> singing about snow. And we get the uh, classic Keenan's confused by the lyrics and turns into a song and dance number where the set disassembles and they show that they're actually singing in front of woods because it turns out they are from the woods, as James Austin Johnson describes as the conductor, because they're really bears and their one wish was to turn oh, to boy. humans and ride the train to Buffalo to see snow so so uh, andrew layers. yeah how did you enjoy this one? Oh boy i mean as i i feel like a couple people in, in chat have pointed out this is apparently a reference to a song that is in the film white christmas and yes. if you don't 
know that and you don't apparently you know the song itself is pretty ridiculous within itself uh this is what i'm getting from people shouting back at me and yes we're we also the singing sisters from the the amy adams where the raccoons and stuff so we're basically kind of doing a rewrite on that sketch and this just like it felt very under rehearsed like a lot of people were jumping in a little bit too early on their verses uh a lot of breaking because it just felt like chaos uh, you know, like Marty or no, no, sorry, the Steve broke, which caused Marty to break. Uh, it, it just felt very unfocused and chaotic, but not in a good way for me. Like this has felt like nobody was on the same page. Nobody quite knew what they were doing. And then the whole bear reveal was just like, what? What? It, OK, that this is a, a beat too far for me. And so uh, this was the first miss uh, for the episode, but I'm still like rolling with the punches. Like, okay, this is a typical SNL miss for me. Uh, so I can roll with this one, but yeah, very baffled, very baffled okay. by it. Kaylee, were you as baffled or did you enjoy what we got to see tonight from the holiday train? There were points of bafflement, I would say. Uh, the visual I immediately recognized as a reference from the movie White Christmas. And that was just a fun, it's always, a reference is always fun for me. Uh, so I, I like that. I like the visual of it. I thought the per performances were good. There was some like stumbly bits where there was like some awkward stepping on each other's lines and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the the song from the movie, if anyone else is, is, not familiar it's it's a weird silly old song you know and and what a is the song what is the name of the song i do kind of want to hear it now i believe it's called just snow i think it's just called snow, snow. And, okay. and they didn't change the lyrics that much um i thought it was funny there is like a line where i washed my hair my face my something else and and cecily said my ass was snow and that was mm. <laughs> just a, i don't know <laughs> that that made me lol but um yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought the performance was good. I didn't mind them breaking. Um, some people I mind when they break, I guess, because they don't seem committed. But like Martin Short and Steve Martin, I can definitely forgive them. You know, um, so that was fine. I don't know. It was kind of there was parts I liked of this one. There were parts I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, I didn't. Mind. I thought there. I saw someone say in the chat that they were. They thought they were going to be uh, squirrels. I also thought they were going to be squirrels. Um, but the bears are the big heads. That was funny. Um, I thought James Austin Johnson, while a smaller role, did well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and this one's kind of middle of the road. Uh, it was an interesting choice that I'm kind of surprised made it, but it was it was fine for me. This did nothing for me. I mean, <laughs> have you seen honest. the movie? Wow, the classic Andrew Dick line. This did nothing for me from John Schneider. I love it. I really yeah. wonder if seeing the movie affects, you know, I, yeah, I really do. And, and like, that's yeah. my whole thing with like uh, a good parody or satire or something is that you should still be able to enjoy it without having the basis of like, totally. I, like I saw space balls before I'd seen a single star Wars uh, movie but i i loved space balls you know so like i i feel the fact that you really need to understand snow uh for this to hit at, at, at all for you which happens a lot with the cecily sublet 
uh, collaborations where you really need to know the subject matter for it to actually hit for you. Um, the subject matter. Um, yeah. I didn't hear what you said, but yes, John. <laughs> Lots of snow talk tonight. And I would say, okay, here's, here's what was happening. So I was watching this sketch and no, I have not seen the movie. I don't like, I'm not familiar with the source material here, but I still tried to enjoy the sketch. And I think there are moments. However, Again, this is just me and the way that I watch SNL. And I know that a lot of our listeners and, and our you know viewers, they watch Saturday Night Live with the keen eye like me in this sense where I was watching this sketch. I kept thinking to myself, like, go backstage. Like, that's what we want. Like, we want you to break open the set and then walk backstage and turn this into something meta. And like, that's, you know, the thing where it's like... Did they? Because I mean, they broke away. I mean, they the did. Woods. They kind of. They broke away the uh, train set. I know, but there was something like, look, and again, this is probably my fault for like going back and watching all the Steve Martin episodes this week and like making myself excited for the episode. But just like the the not going to phone it in tonight, you know, all the stuff mm. where it's just like, you know, you just want something that's like. Uh, there's just so many times where you know, Steve Martin has walked around, like talked to the new cast members and like just been as Marty described in the in the monologue, just looked down upon them and stuff like that. And I just feel like there was a way to like break open the sketch and then like go into the yeah. world of Saturday Live. Well, if they had more yeah. um, sort of self-reflection, you know, somebody could have stopped it halfway through and was like, does this make sense to anybody that doesn't know this song? You know, yes. like maybe yeah. something like yeah. that, where it's like, is this making any sense to anybody? And now they're bears. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, that that would have that that would mean a sketch writer would have to admit that their sketch makes no sense. So, but I, I, look, anyways, I did like that. They turned into bears at the end. I did like that part. I think Why? That was like though? Why was I like the funny? visual? The visual was funny to me. Yeah, just how yeah, like, I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> okay. I, maybe I'm like like punch <laughs> drunk, but like I just thought it was funny. Uh, all right. So then we get this uh, this bumper for next week, which uh, breaking news: we find out that mm. next week is uh, no longer Austin Butler and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, no, no's. It's Lizzo who's <laughs> coming up next week. Uh, mm. And then we get a message from them. They put out on social media. So again, if you're not on social media, I'll just uh, do the favor and read out the post from the. Yes, as many of our fans know, Nick has had pneumonia over the past month and it's been up and down recovery process. The band's top priority is supporting Nick through a full recovery. As a result, we had to pull out from our engagement of Saturday Night Live. YYYs have enjoyed the incredible highs of being supported and the huge honor of being chosen to close out SNL's 2022. We are deeply thankful and expectedly heartbroken. We cannot rise to this occasion. Tough week. Um, thank you for your understanding. Well wishes. It means the world to us. Wishing you a healthy and happy rest of 22. And we're looking forward to a strong return in 2023. I have to assume uh, different cir circumstances, but like Charlie XCX didn't get an opportunity to be the musical guest last season. And then they brought her oh, back true. in the spring. Yeah. I have to assume they're going to bring mm -hmm. back a, yeah, sometime in the spring. So um yeah, as the chat says, wishing them well, well, well. Thank you, James, in the chat for that. <laughs> but uh, we get we got Lizzo who's going to come on next week, which should be fun, and I hope to get Lizzo in a sketch. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not yeah. mad at that replacement, but uh, just in terms of uh, you know keeping the musical guest eclectic, it did feel like ah, uh, you know that 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 was a bit of a a bit of a loss. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Oh yeah. Thank but you. Also. Uh, yeah, James and Chatu says Roddy Rich as well. I had a situation like that last mm -hmm. year. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Okay. After the break, we get a new sketch called Mall Meeting with Santa, where Steve Martin is here as Santa. Marty is an elf, blown as, Bowen as a mall employee. Uh, we get appearances by Chloe and Andrew and Ego as Sarah as and Sarah as kids. Um, you know, lots of interesting back and forth in this one. Marty kicked 
keeps kicking kids out uh, for different reasons. And we get some bloopers from Marty. Steve ends up pointing them out. So like a little bit of a breakdown of the sketch here. Kaylee, how did you feel about mall meeting with Santa? Uh, it was not my favorite. Um, I, I did have some laughs. I, I thought particularly um, Sarah as her kid character shined in this one. Um, I thought Bowen, he had a nice mugging moment. So he made this really funny face towards the end. Uh, Martin did a great job being angry. He also like, I, I could relate to him because he was trying to break down some of the Santa logic, I think at points and some of the maybe common, uh, you know, like, come on, Santa, like, stand up for yourself, you know? Um, but it was, it was just, it was, it was fine. It's, it wasn't the most memorable by far um, for me tonight. Uh, I, I like a Christmas sketch at Christmas time. So the visuals were fun. Um, but yeah, there was, um, I think Sarah Martin Short and Bowen were the stars of this one. Andrew, how do you feel about what you saw from Mall Meeting with Santa? Uh, loose, but fun. I, I felt like this one didn't really have an end game. Uh, you, you basically got, uh, you know, Martin short doing his, his best dwarf. Uh, uh, you know, just, you got that going on. Steve is Santa and you're bringing on various kids to, to talk about stuff. And like, you know, it didn't really feel like it was going towards any place. And so the whole speed thing was very odd at the very end. A lot of people bringing up that uh, Sarah reminded uh, them of uh, Gilda. And when this started, it actually, like, I think they did it in the season three Christmas episode uh, with, with Bill and Gilda. It was a thing that started even all the way back in the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's like it was a whole thing between Bill Murray as Santa and Gilda as the kid on his leg asking for presents. And I feel like Sarah specifically was trying to hit Gilda's voice, her, 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 her take uh, within the sketch. And uh, I don't know if that was a reference but, you know, as many people have said, like very Gilda-esque uh, performance there. So I, I feel like that's what she's going for. Uh, I think this one without the gaffes and the ad-libbing of, of, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you have legs uh, to, to Marty. Uh, it wouldn't really have come across as well. But it was, again, very loose and chaotic in a, a, a fun way that I was not terribly mad at it. Uh, but on on paper, kind of a nothing sketch, to be honest. Yeah, the uh, sketch you're referring to, by the way, did happen in that episode, and that would be the Miskel Spillman episode of SNL. Yeah. Very famous episode back in the day mm -hmm. where the host was voted on. So, you know, this was uh, this is fun. I mean, I think this section of the show is the section that we can talk about being the Steve and Marty variety hour where they're getting to have some fun with each other. And we'll talk about that in the pre-tape. That's about not a gaffe. Ellis is not a gaffe. That was planned. Oh, I okay. feel like that is. Hmm. Does it change your opinion on the sketch? It actually does. I, I really thought that those were live improvised lines. Mm, that actually kind of. Mm. Okay. 
All right. All right. Well, I mean, I you're not you're not really supposed to know this information. This is the oldest stuff that you get by coming oh, over here. Boy. So you ruined yeah. this, Ellis. Just just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of ugly if they're like trying to like have planned, you know, moments like that. I don't know about that. Mm. All right. Well, just uh, mm. imagination. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, move on to this pre-tape that uh, I'll say I. This was my favorite part of the night. I absolutely love this pre-tape. A Christmas carol where Ebenezer Scrooge, Marty Short, wakes up oh. from his dreams yelling uh, and just so you know happy to be alive and then goes to the window to Sarah Sherman and says, hey, little kid, go ahead and buy a goose and just flicks the coin out the window and it just goes <laughs> and goes right into uh the, the boys i guess sarah's my boy in the sketch uh boy's eye and or is it boy or girl and uh and just goes right into the kid's eye and then just keeps happening and just everybody it's just a lot of pain because coins keep flying everywhere ice picks <laughs> uh steve martin comes in as the ghost of christmas past but nobody can see steve so everybody's only blaming marty for this which to me was like the funniest throwaway line I, I'm in love with this pre-tape. I can't wait to go watch it. This, to me, was like the type of thing that I was looking for from the show tonight. Andrew, how do you feel about it? Oh, my God. It was a masterpiece. I loved this. Uh, I mean, speaking of escalations, this one earns it uh, so hard. And, you know, I guess you got to be into the Sarah score. I, I, I assume Sarah had uh, a heavy hand in this. And probably, you know, please don't destroy if we're going to, you know, it's like a healthy, uh, gory violent escalation to this all and i mean i i i gotta go revisit too because like there was a thing with molly that was funny um <laughs> mikey getting his head kicked off like, like i forgot it about felt tiny like tim the... falling down the sewer i'm sorry it just like <laughs> yes! that was so funny <laughs> that too it felt like the um Goodbye, Mr. Bunting, uh, or farewell, farewell, yes, Mr. Yes, Bunting, Mr. Bunting exactly. Yeah. Uh, escalated like three times. Um, and uh, oh, we, yeah, no, I loved it, just cackling the entire time. Uh, by far, in a way, the highlight of the episode. Uh, loved it, absolutely adored it. Yeah, unexpected gore works for me, and farewell, Mr. Mm -hmm. Bunting, to me, is. Uh, a top five Saturday Night Live sketch of all time. And I think that this was so But good. I just love this one establishes yeah. the gore and then continues on. Like Mr. Bunting, like, you know, that was the gag. And then it just like very quickly chaos after that and it ends. But this like, this starts with the gore and then continues on for like three more minutes. Yeah, and, I, and also there's this, there's that, uh, like, to culminate on everything, they, like, Marty, like, closes the windows at some point, and you see all the glass shatter, and there's, like, blood is, like, flying up from beyond the window. This is amazing. Kaylee, how did you, did you like this? Oh, I feel like such a... Oh, oh bring it, bring it on. <laughs> I just, I know the gore is not my cup of tea, like, mm. ever, and I want to like it, because, like, other people like it so much, and I'm like, oh, that's... I love that they love this so much, but like <laughs> the goodbye or for real Mr. Bunting, like also I'm like, oh my God, I just can't, I can't, I just can't do the core. I can't. Mm. Um, this is I, okay because you're speaking to an audience that like there are many people out there, many of our listeners who might feel the same way as you. So I'd rather you just tell us how you really feel about yeah, it. No, the same with scary movies. Like I want to like them. Like there seems to be some something in there that's enjoyable, but just I can't do it. It scares 
it really like it scares me. Um, but I, I did. I, I the production value of this was amazing. Mm. Like I thought it was like stunning to look at. Um, I thought Martin Short as Scrooge was hilarious, and Steve had some some great moments as uh, Christmas Present as well. Um, and Molly was another one. Um, just their voice, I think, lend, lent itself to this time period very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the chopping off of heads and the blood and the oh, can't do it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so there for it. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm, scared. I'm gonna have a bad dream tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's not real. So, like, you know, when you're watching this, I know you don't like, say. Yeah. <laughs> Like Tiny Tim didn't really go down the sewer, but <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to re uh, to rewatch this one. And uh, to me, this is definitely you know going into one of the best sketches of the season, if not the best. Yeah. So for me and this so was the one sketch where we did kind of get to see. Like I don't think we saw Longfellow at all. Uh, not tonight. at all tonight. First time we've yeah. had a shout out the entire season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we did see Molly, and we did see. Uh, 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 Marcelo. Marcelo, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, him eating it as well. Got a, a good chuckle for me t- as well. So uh, it was nice to see them uh, within the mix of, of what I thought was like, yeah, this is going to be reran in the Christmas specials. Possibly. I don't know. It may be too violent. I, I don't know if it's we'll, primetime material. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I hope so. I hope so. It's a classic in my heart. It's a classic in my heart. I would agree. So then we have a Brandy Carlisle coming in for her performances. Uh, Andrew, any word on Brandy Carlisle? I think you're oh, a fan. Oh yeah! Right? Oh my God! Bonus points for sure. Uh, Brandy d- d- smashed it, and apparently this first song and like I, you know, I have to admit, not the big, you know, it's like I'm, I'm not uh, within the mix of the Brandy Carlisle uh, fandom. So apparently this this first song is like nearly a decade old or more uh and so called the story yeah amazing both songs amazing loved brandy uh just you know uh, just after so many performances in the season musical performances of like people behind projected screens and you know you can barely see the band uh doing anything to just see brandy and her band come out and just crush it and be live um amazing yeah the, the definitely just in you know, i'm i'm a person where the the you know the musical guest matters to my overall score and she definitely yeah got over on this one for sure kaylee any word on brandy she sounded amazing um just vocally uh the music itself it just uh, her genre of music is, or Brandy's genre of music is, is not my, I stopped caring about music when Prince died, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, that, that was, that was the death of, oh, of, wow. No, not, not literally, but I you mean, have a long life left to live, Kaylee. I hope you decide. I know. <laughs> Please I know. listen to music, Kaylee. I yeah. know. It just, when he went ginger away, root. It, it, it died. Listen to Ginger Root. <laughs> okay. It's so good. Okay. Uh, but Brandy sounded amazing. Uh, I, I thought it made me sit up and pay attention. And, and normally I do zone out a little bit during musical performances. But this one, I was like, whoa, Brandy mm. sounds good. Yeah. No, All she right. was bringing it. I loved it. 
still thinking about that good night sweet prince so yeah it's crazy. <laughs> uh wow. okay let's talk about weekend update and tonight uh, i thought we got some good jo- jokes from jost and jay tonight uh they were i feel like on their game and hyped up for the steve and marty episode so i think they were great and then we had two different update correspondence that came out are two different sets first was ego wodim who comes out as a chaotic shopper known as mary <laughs> ann louise fisher kaylee how do you feel about ego tonight i i like this character i think it could easily translate into other things in the future it uh was reminiscent of people in my family uh yeah i just ego when she plays like desperate and and over it um it there she nails that um so I, I like this character i would like to see it again in a different uh scenario andrew did you enjoy what you saw from ego tonight oh absolutely i love you know almost everything ego does and this this is another one where i felt like you can really i don't know how she workshopped it uh per se but it, it's another one where it felt very like I could see her on comedy bang bang or on a stage improving as this character. And, you know, this is just a written version of that character. Uh, but it, it's loose enough where, like, it does feel like an improv stage character just given words to say. And uh, it worked for me. It was great. I love, I love Ego. And this is a a perfect vehicle for her, especially as you say, like just a woman at her like her at the end of her rope always uh, is where she's at, and uh, a lot of good details in this. So uh, a win for me for sure. My favorite part of this was her saying that she can't be a Karen because she's black, and that was just just the commentary on that was so much fun in the interplay. Uh, so I really that's what I'm saying. Really, it feels like yeah. so improv-y where it's like it's switching lanes uh, so often. Like I don't know. Yeah, did enjoy this, and then we get Mikey Day and Chloe Feynman coming in as Kurt and Deb from Wyoming, who wrote a book on spicing things up in the bedroom and basically this is a vehicle for chloe Feynman impressions where we get drew barrymore anna delvey meryl streep uh che asks if she does any black ones which was funny um then we get uh this really funny bit between uh you know mikey and chloe and colin where they're talking about scarlett johansson which i think is something that we like i I thought that worked for me um and then mikey does stewie mr burns and shaggy so andrew how do you feel about what you saw from chloe and mikey tonight Oh boy. I, uh, this is the, the, the first major misstep of the episode. And I feel you like, have it out for Chloe. Eh? I, I kinda, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, but Chloe doesn't quite work for me. And this felt very hamstrung. This felt like, uh, honestly to me, like the Melissa Villasenor dirty talk sketches, but now we're just, uh, repurposing them into updates and we're already doing impersonations she's already done. And so it like it just I don't know. The, the show may wants Chloe to happen and it's not happening. And M- Mikey didn't do anything like the whole thing was. Can, just I, so can I push back on something for you? Let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, are you did you enjoy Abby Elliott's time on the show? Ooh. I don't even think Abby liked her time on the show. 
No, no, that's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, were you? did you think that, did you enjoy Abby's time on the show? When no, you she wasn't utilized correctly. Okay. No, I mean, I, she, I, she had... Is, is, is basically Abby Elliott. Maybe in a sense, yeah. And... Like really, but I don't know. I felt like Abby had more to give that the show wasn't lit letting her do. Whereas I feel this is exactly what Chloe wants to do, and it's still it's just not hitting. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too negative, so I'm just gonna say that this didn't work for me. I don't want to like slam Chloe. If you enjoy this, that's fine. But it felt very desperate and hamstrung the whole concept. And uh, Mikey didn't really add anything to it. The whole concept didn't add anything to it. And uh, yeah, a, a pretty big miss. Okay, I agree with Alice here. I think that she is basically Abby, but being pushed on the show. And I think this is like, they, they, they're to me, they're like exactly in line with each other, but hmm. the type of cast member that they are. Kaylee, how did you feel about what you saw tonight from Mikey and Chloe? Um, it, it did not do it for me either. Um, I think obviously we, we know Chloe is, a very talented impressionist. Um, that being said, I think as soon as like they started talking, I knew exactly what it was going to be. I knew there was going to be a Drew Barrymore. Um, and it's fine. Like she, she does it well, but it, it didn't feel original enough to me to feel like it warranted a spot on tonight's show. Mm. Um, you know, maybe if they were performing this, like, live at a club or something where they're guests at a live show or something like maybe that would be fun but um like kind of breaking out the classics uh, but it felt like that it felt like it, it didn't feel new um it did the device itself didn't feel super fresh um it was it just didn't do it for me i just i kind of glazed over i, I kind of missed even mikey's part because <laughs> i kind of mentally checked out well, well, here's my question is, I mean, we've seen all the newbies on Weekend Update, except for yeah. Molly. Where's where's Molly's uh, showcase? And, and I don't even know if they want to do a showcase on Update. But, you know, I feel like we've gotten all the other ones. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I felt anything could have happened. Yeah, I mean, it's a, long, it's a long season ago. I mean, I don't want to necessarily pull this one out and be like, this is the spot where you put Molly in. But yeah, I mean, I we think we would all like to see them on update. So yeah, I guess we'll see. I, there was nobody cut from update tonight. So in dress, it was also Ego and then the pair of Chloe and okay, Mikey fair enough. tonight. Okay, then mm. we have two sketches post update. How to treat your man with Minky Carmichael written by Please Don't Destroy. And oh, here boy. is... Yeah, Heidi introducing. Oh, no. <laughs> you would you would not have guessed that. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, Heidi, as uh, I don't even think they want you putting that out there. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we know how you feel about it. Well, Heidi introduces Minky, uh, which is a Steve, uh, which is Marty Short, excuse me. Uh, and this is a talk show that I believe originally aired in 1992. And we have Sarah and Ego and Punky all asking different questions. And, and then Cecily comes in, says that she went on a date with Minky and he has the worst penis she's ever seen. Do we get catchphrases like slams it? And uh, Heidi's catchphrase seems to be that's just how it is. Andrew, this sort of reminded me a little bit of Roger Brush, like the Fred Armisen character, like the written in the same vein, except like, you know, in the Marty Short, like dancing around style. What do you think of this? Oh, you're going to me first? 
I mean, you already you you went halfway, so it would feel like okay. a, a waste. Of yeah, fair enough. I, I thought this was awful, and apparently, a cut from the Willem Dafoe episode. So another oh. penis sketch for the Willem Dafoe episode. Holy crap! <laughs> And that yeah, you know why my, that was the most amazing part of the sketch was that the Willem Dafoe had cut penis sketches. But you know uh, why, right? Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> 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 saying well, Willem Dafoe is like famously, you know, has yeah, a, a, yes, a, 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 a yeah. huge hog. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know, I yeah. know, I know. Uh, you yeah. don't you don't put a whole episode this. around that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I this this made no sense focusing around uh, Marty and he tried so hard. My God, he even he, he busted out the dance that he does the, the same dance. The one dance that Martin Short has, uh, he busted it out and this it was nothing. I, I I'm shocked that they pulled this out of the file cabinet for this episode. I was like. Oh dear lord, this is a cut sketch from another episode and they brought it back because it should be cut. This never should have made air. Didn't like it. No, sir. All right, Kaylee, how did you feel about what you saw tonight from this sketch? I loved the costumes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kept I kept I kept waiting for this one to take off, and I just feel like it never quite got there. I mean, Martin Short's commitment was was great it just felt like it just wasn't going anywhere and it was just an awkward talk show that wasn't quite a talk show and uh i was trying yeah. to figure out like it, was this a reference to like okay we're throwing it back it's like so is this an arsenio type of thing yeah. bill, bill in the chat says this was an arsenio set um oh, oh yeah okay. so, so i do okay. i do see this i'm taking a look at the defoe rundown from last year so last year was called minji with the g they changed it to Minky, I think, this time. Um, weird change. But yes, you're right. This was definitely cut from last season and then brought back for this one. Yeah. So I guess they just felt like they had the right host that they wanted to put in the role, and they sketch elevated because of the host. I mean, yeah. Martin tried so hard. I mean, I'll give him that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, he de he definitely did. I would say, like, look, on energy alone, he definitely raises this sketch. Was there much to this? I don't know. The f like, I, I, I will say um, I do enjoy sketches at times that air in the past, like today. Like, I think that is a fun playground to play in. For like like, but okay, did yeah. they? But did they because play in that? Because it, you know what it reminds me of, um, which was the Anya Taylor-Joy episode, that finale from season 46. They did the Hollywood Squares sketch that aired mm -hmm. back in the day with all the problematic people. Yeah, And I was right. like, I thought that the way that the way this sketch was going was basically going to be like that Marty could get away with saying stuff to people that he can't get away with now. Yeah, and maybe. I, well, I they, like, they didn't yeah. hang the lampshade on. That's it. what I'm saying. I think that's what they were going for, which was like, OK, this mm. like, this gross man can just like get away with sh shit now that he can't like, you know, back in the day. And I think that's fun, except I don't know that it fully like played out the way they wanted it to. Yeah. This is a big old miss for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our last sketch of the evening. And that would be Father of the Bride Part 8, written by writers Fowley, O'Sullivan, and Will Steven, where Steve Martin's character from the movie is just financially dried out this time. Eight weddings, can't believe it. Well, Heidi comes in <laughs> as Annie, who's now 52. Chloe's playing Diane Keaton. We have uh, Marty Short reprising his character from the movie. Bo and Yang's playing Howard. And then in comes 
former host from last season who I, I really would love to see back on the show, Kieran Culkin, who played. Matt he didn't know. <laughs> we didn't yeah. know he was in the movie and he didn't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a surprising thing. Yeah, I feel like every time every time Kieran comes on the show, he tells us something we didn't know about his past, which was <laughs> when Kevin Nealon lifted him up. Um, you want uppies. And then Selena Gomez comes in as the wedding performer, like we said, teased earlier in the night that she was in the in the building. So Kaylee, Father of the Bride Part 8. Are you a fan of the movie? How'd you feel about the sketch? I have not seen the movie probably since 19, let's say 98. Um, so I feel like if I had seen it more recently, it would maybe hit a little bit differently than it did tonight. Um, I liked it okay. It felt like maybe a little bit cluttered. There were just so many people and moving parts. When Kieran Culkin came in at first, I, I didn't recognize him. I was like, huh? And then I, yo, got it uh, after they hit me over the head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the concept of the fact that she's been married eight times now. And um, yeah, I don't think they needed the Selena thing. I think they just wanted to give her something because she was there. Um, mm. I mean, shout out to Selena for being Selena, but it just felt just kind of, yeah, a little cluttered. Um, but I I thought Steve was really funny in this. Um, again, I, I'd have to re-familiarize myself with, with Martin Short's character in the film because I just don't remember it that well. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's another, it's like the White Christmas thing, but reversed in my case. I just don't remember the movie well enough to really feel like I fully got it. Andrew, how do you feel about what you saw tonight? Um, I, you know, there was a couple bits of details in this I enjoyed, but it really felt like a sketch that was intended to go up top of the episode. And I don't know, uh, you know, this was the... right after update in dress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then that makes sense. And uh, really, I got to say that, like, I'm struggling with these episodes that have these very, you know, it's like weekend update starts at like 1225 and we get this very like two sketches at most and the, the, the musical guest. And it feels very like, you know, it kind of feels Dick Ebersol ish of like, let's just chunk all of our best stuff up top and then we'll throw a weekend update on and then we'll just like cut the rest of the sketches to the bare minimum and we'll make it to the end of the night. And uh, I think Alice said that, yes, this one was, uh, you know, cut to the bone. And so bits and bobs of the, you know, Higgins voiceover kind of made me laugh, but I, I really, if I've seen these films, I don't remember them and not much was making me laugh so it like it kind of is another one was like ah, i'm getting a couple chuckles the energy is still kind of okay for the night but mostly a miss for me just kind of like ah, i don't know what happened there it felt like a a bit of a mess yeah i would say that i'm higher on this than most people i would think i really felt like this was probably more fun than funny but I, I like genuinely really enjoyed myself watching this. I do like the fact that they went back to like a classic Steve film. And I think that they had the fact that they got Kieran to come in here, I think was good. I think some of the lions are probably better on second watch, especially I do like that one where, where Steve like mouths the F word to the camera and it's completely mm -hmm. muted. Like, I think there's oh, some fun stuff. I couldn't tell what stuff. he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just like, I just felt it was a cheap gag. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy this. I do. I think this is like a great classic sketch. Definitely not. But I think that this was like a fun one for me. Sometimes the, you know, sometimes 
the moments are bigger and I felt like this was a moment and I enjoyed having this, um, this on the show. So for me, this was okay, but I will say yeah. that talking about structure for the night, before we get into our ratings for the night, as we wrap up our discussion tonight, there were five sketches that were cut from oh dress rehearsal. God. So if you're, if you'll indulge me, Ooh, thank you to, to Ellis who gave us some information on the sketches. Hit me so with it, Ellis. Yeah. Let's, let's go over some of the sketches that were cut from, from dress tonight. So first up, we have Union Square Holiday Market. This is a sketch without Steve Martin. There were actually two that were not. Uh, Steve was not in tonight. Additionally, where we have Marty and Heidi, who are playing a couple not from New York City. Michael Longfellow, who was shut out from the show, was in a bunch of stuff and dress that got cut. Uh-huh. Keenan selling keychains. Mikey selling repurposed license plate. Marty and Heidi ask if they cost a thousand dollars. Mikey says they can give them to them. Um, they cost a thousand, but uh, they give them. They cost 20, but he can give them for a thousand. Uh, their noses bleed as they get more excited. Heidi and Marty's nipples are visible before they start tasting and obsessing over Chloe's jam. Molly also has a booth and comments on the appearances of Heidi and Marty. So basically, this dissolves into some weirdness. Hmm. We'll see if that pops up down the road. Hmm. Next up, we have a sketch, you know, Chloe Feynman feature where Chloe's playing Jennifer Coolidge, famously of the White Lotus. And Jennifer Coolidge is impressed by Christmas, commenting on presents, songs, and different aspects of the holidays, opening holiday presents, including the one Jewish toy from Target, blowing a menorah and saying happy birthday. Michael Longfellow plays the piano for Jingle Bells, and Chloe asks if he wrote the song. This may end up on YouTube. We'll see if that goes there. Hmm. Next up, we have Balenciaga. Balenciaga boardroom um, where they want to move the brand image away from S&M and bondage along with people holding bears. Keenan leads the meeting with Chloe, Heidi, and Michael at the table. Marty and Steve propose different concepts for the rebrand, but almost all of them feature bears at the end. I guess a lot of bear talk tonight. Um, <laughs> bears so. at the end, uh, including a new look for peanuts. The last pitch features Paddington, who was arrested for indecent exposure because he wasn't wearing pants on the subway. We then get a poster <laughs> for Paddington 3, Swaggington. Okay, two more from dress rehearsal. The next one is a wedding hologram where Andrew pays to have a hologram of Chloe's dad, played by Steve Martin, to give a speech from heaven. Steve was on home base, and the hologram projection was through a green screen. Andrew paid for this by selling his house. This seems to be like our Andrew Dismuke sketch that was cut from the night. Uh, Steve alludes to Andrew cheating and not being faithful, and Chloe not liking the stuff she'll end up seeing on his phone, which includes lots of twerking on TikTok. Marty also makes an appearance as Abraham Lincoln and questions uh, about why he's so short. Marty also yells that he was tall for the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> finally, blooper reel. We see the final scene of a movie starring Andrew, Steve, and Marty. Bowen, play- Bowen plays the director, and J.J is a boom mic guy after the final scene ends the credits start rolling and bloopers are shown on the side the first blooper is innocent but all three actors start berating jj and his boom mic um originally it's marty then andrew then steve and they compare the boom mic to having a rat in your face but ends up firing jj at the end so that is blooper real those are five sketches that were cut from dress rehearsal tonight we'll see like the willem dafoe episode if something pops up later on in the season so well, we'll talk I, about- I missed a section of that but that all sounds terrible <laughs> to be honest <laughs> The well cut. You, you don't know unless you see them. So yeah, Ooh, I don't know. Those are some yeah. shaky concepts. Yeah, Maybe well, the here. execution would be better than the. Concept. According to the man himself, Ellis <laughs> says the Jennifer Coolidge and the Blooper Reel were the ones that he really felt like should have gotten on. He didn't really miss much with the other ones. Okay, so let's uh, let's see what happens. All right, Just all right. I'll trust yeah. Ellis. I'll trust. Yeah, you never Ellis. know. Anyways, thanks for the info, buddy. We always appreciate that. And let's wrap up our discussion by rating tonight's episode that we saw on screen. Out of 10. So, chat, I'm going to ask for your opinions as well. Kaylee, I'll start with you. How did you feel out of 10 tonight? I'm going to give it 
because I feel like it was a mixed bag. The hosts were great. Uh, I would give it uh, maybe like a, a 7.5 to 8 in that range. Okay. 7.75 maybe. <laughs> All right. Andrew? Oh, boy. I mean, I feel like it was it was it was almost um, tragic, you know, watching this with the folks on the uh, on the that week in SNL Discord, where I was like, you know what? Hey, two weeks in a row, good episodes. Uh, halfway through update, and then Chloe and Mikey came out, and then the rest of the episode kind of bombed, um, <laughs> to be honest. And so I, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five, which I don't know what is that. Is a seven? Is yeah. that a seven? Okay, yeah. oh, I'll go with the math. seven. Um, math, math, and, that, math. and that, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I'm actually. Uh, but of, that that yeah, that does mean like that's adding in the Brandy Carlisle uh, bonus points for me. She really like the musical guest helped things throughout. So mm. uh, yeah, that that also does help with the seven. Yeah, but I don't honestly, to. Yeah, but. I know, and you're stupid because the music's there, and it at least accounts for like six minutes to seven minutes to eight minutes of the show. Uh, and but yeah, to be honest, kind of a little bit of a letdown. I, I think the Kiki Palmer episode was honestly a little bit stronger for me. So, yeah. All right. Well, I haven't listened to music since Prince died. So how about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've listened to me. I listen to music. I just don't like. I don't embrace. <laughs> new artist as as much as i should okay don't okay. don't take this out of context all right well i'm i'm gonna say tonight was tonight was a seven out of ten regardless of <laughs> the music because uh i i didn't feel like this was like uh, this wasn't a classic episode <laughs> though it had some classic sketches I think, like I said, Marty and Steve elevated almost everything that they were in. I really enjoyed having them on the show. And like, let's just celebrate the fact that we got Steve Martin and Warren Short here tonight. Like, how fun was that? So for me, uh, writing wasn't superb. I probably agree with Andrew that the writing was extremely strong last week for Kiki Palmer. But for me, I had a lot of fun tonight. I think I will go back and, you know, besides for the podcast, we'll go back and rewatch this on my own time as well. Because I, I really just uh, so excited to have them in the building. The monologue that, you know, pre-tape we got with uh, with Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, the Scrooge pre-tape yeah. is, is yeah, that's that's yeah. in the Pantheon for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think, you know, you're of always going to dreams. Yeah, you're always, <laughs> you're always going to remember this episode for those moments. So I think that that's what stands out for me when we go back and we think about the Steve and Marty episode from 2022. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this episode a lot more this week on the podcast. So excited to present to you our coverage for the rest of the week, which starts with our roundtable on Monday night, where we're going to talk about the legacy of Steve Martin and Martin Short, Ooh. why SNL would want to have them on the show and our favorite sketches from the night. We'll dive deep into those. By the Numbers is happening back on a Wednesday night where we're going to have special guest Bill Kenny with Mike and Nicole. They'll talk about all the numbers from the week. We're getting very close to the halfway point of the season. So we'll look at, you know, those statistics and how they match up throughout the season, comparing cast member to cast member. And then, of course, on a Thursday, we will be live for our patient feedback show to talk about everything from this episode, answer all of your questions, and then look ahead 
to next week with Austin Butler and now musical guest Lizzo, where we will be mm. live for the hot take show right after that Christmas episode of Saturday Night Live. So if you're going home for Christmas, maybe you're you know you're at school or you're, you want to go see your family, wherever you are, I hope you'll join us and celebrate the Christmas episode right after it airs next Saturday night. It'll be fun to be with you. And we should have a special show along the way. Also want to shout out uh, SNL Stories, which came out yesterday, which may, and I hope it didn't get lost in the mix with all the shows we're doing. But uh, we spoke to Mike Streeter, who authored a book on Tom Schiller was really, really fun to get to hear all the stories about his interviewing uh, Tom Schiller, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Lauren Michaels for the creation of the book. So that uh, came out yesterday. And I, I think we're working on an SNL stories for this week. That's going to be really special. But, you know, in case the guest, you know, you never know some things. We'll see. I'm going to I'm going to refrain from announcing it, but I'll tell the patrons as soon as we uh, get the go ahead on that. So, um, yeah, very excited for that. Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Where can the listeners check out everything you got going on? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Z-E-K-A-L-E-Y Morrison. Uh, yeah, check me out there. I'm doing some characters and other fun stuff. So don't do the Twitter so much anymore. We're not supposed to, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> but it was never my thing. But yeah, Instagram, find me on there. Awesome. All right. Some guy that I know that does Twitter a lot is Mr. Andrew Dick. So where can you find your Twitter? Account? Yeah. Uh, well, that week in SNL, that's the show that I do. Uh, you know, if you enjoy me and John hacking it up, I mean, we just did our uh, Drew Barrymore episode from 1982. But since I hear then, Chloe does a really good impression of Drew Barrymore, by the way. Yeah, I, I've heard of that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I still yet to see it. Um, <laughs> No, that's too mean. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was the last episode released. But on Friday, we just put out an episode about the Richard Pryor, Gil Scott Heron episode from uh, the season one of SNL. It's the seventh mm -hmm. episode. And in private chat, John Snyder was like, Andrew, mute if you got a cough. If you want to hear. The feverish energy of three people who are in the grips of madness for three, nearly three hours discussing the Richard Pryor show. Uh, that is what we've got going on for you over at That Week in SNL. It's our longest and most chaotic episode of That Week in SNL, which is really quite the achievement. Uh, and we've, we, you know, we're still not yet closing out the year uh so we got some more episodes coming up uh did you know we got the patreon that week in snl over at patreon uh and yeah come check us out if you like me babbling there's plenty more hours of this crap <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go check that out. And I'm not sure if it's too early to say it, but happy holidays to everybody out there, to Kaylee yes, and indeed. Andrew well, yeah. as well. Appreciate happy holidays, you. guys. Yeah, appreciate you staying up with us and making us your home for SNL after coverage. So appreciate all of that for Kaylee, for Andrew, and for everybody in our chat tonight. My name is John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.